Hey guys, David, the healthness coach here, uh, yet again with another episode interviewing Roxfit. Uh, she will be detailing her journey as a, as a, as a fitness coach, a fitness trainer, um, what she's been through and some projects that she's currently working on. So I'm looking forward to you guys hearing this episode. And as always, if you have questions or concerns regarding your health and fitness, feel free to contact me on my Instagram, healthness4cnd, or via my Facebook, David Donald. Joined here with Roxfit. Rox, how's it going? Very good. How are you? I'm not too bad. This is this is amazing. We work together in the same gym, and so I've seen you train some of your clients, which is amazing. You're an awesome trainer, by the way, which is uh, a absolute pleasure to have you on my show. Thank you. So, just a couple of questions I want to be able to ask you. Tell us about yourself and your journey. Where does Roxfit come from? So, I uh, used to be a very busy business owner. Um, I was office manager, business owner. Um, I ran a multi-million dollar business. Uh, we had 75 employees. I was never really into fitness. Um, I have two kids and two stepkids. Uh, but back in the day, it was just my two kids and my ex-husband and I. And uh, I was never really into fitness. I never really did anything fitness in my life. I, may, I joined a gym when I was in my 20s and uh, went twice, once to sign up and the other time to use the treadmill. I uh, didn't really have any guidance, kind of felt a little lost, and I sort of had a little bit of, you know, maybe a little bit of a fitness goal, but wasn't really emotionally attached to my goal, and I never went again, and I paid for my membership for a year, and never attended. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, then I just, you know, I got busy with life, and with kids, and with our business, and managing our employees, and all of a sudden, one day, Years later, I found myself to be 50 pounds heavier than what I wanted to be. And it was not mostly about the weight. It was uh, it was about the clothes, mm-hmm. the size of clothes. I was at a size 14 mm-hmm. and they were starting to fit kind of tight. So I said to myself, I just don't want to go to size 16. I just don't. Um, and then I said, I want to lose some weight. And uh, then that's when my journey really started uh, about weight loss. I... Um, I had a, my kids were in Taekwondo and they had a kickboxing class there and we got to see some of the girls in there and I said, oh, I kind of want to try this. And so they gave me a free trial and I was supposed to start with two of my friends that were supposed to join me. So we were super excited because we had the same goal. And then the night came of our first free trial on a Tuesday night and my two friends ended up bailing on me and I ended up going by myself really scared and I did the first class and I almost vomited (laughs) after my first class it was intense but not too intense like they kept me as a beginner Um, but for me it was intense I couldn't even do two sit-ups and after the class I just sat in the bathroom on top hovering on top of the toilet going oh boy that was hard but I kind of feel good but I kind of feel like I want to vomit mm-hmm. and then they're they're like Roxy are you okay and I said yeah yeah yeah, I'm fine and then uh, then I went back home and I said man that was fantastic so I went back on the Thursday and I ended up signing up with them for a year so I did kickboxing every Tuesday and Thursday evening and I also tried to move more you know I put more movement in my life and I basically just needed to cut my food in half because I was just overeating and that's that's what my problem was and I made a little bit of better choices uh, with my food 
and uh, and my husband, my ex-husband loved to cook, so he always, always made gourmet meals all the time. So I kind of had to tell him, okay, we need to tone this down a little bit, and uh, we need to keep it a little bit more conducive to my goals. And so we did. And then, you know, uh, months later, I lost 50 pounds. I felt so great. And my body changed. And I was just happier, happier. And for those first, like, for the first month that I went to kickboxing class, I would drive home after and I would cry. Mm -hmm. I would cry because I felt so good. Mm -hmm. Because when you kind of, you forget about yourself for a while, yeah. um, and it's not that I wasn't important or I wasn't a priority. It's just that you just forget. You just do things and you get busy and you're, you know, managing people, you're managing equipment and businesses and things that are important to you. And then when you realize, hey, I'm important too. And when you take care of yourself, you know, you become a way happier person, way more um, ready to take on your day and manage other people a little bit better and happier for others, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that's pretty much where, where my journey started. Hmm. And uh, that's that's how I got into fitness and lost 50 pounds. That's amazing. So how did the transition come about? So I know that you have empathy because now you've, you've been there. You've been in that position where you needed to lose uh, some weight or you wanted to get healthy. And you've pushed past the barriers of limitation in order to get to the goals that you successfully wanted to. So how did that transition into what you're doing now with Roxfit in terms of the company that you have yeah. set up? Okay, so um, people around me would start to notice how happier I was. And, uh, and then I just started helping friends and family members out with their own fitness goal. I would say, hey, you know, I just learned how to run the other day. Do you want to come run with me? I'll show you. They're like, oh, I want to run too. Okay, let's do it. And then I would say, oh, well, uh, I have this new DVD that I'm doing and it's a fitness DVD. Do you want to try it with me? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's try it. So I started to, you know, bring people along with me and help them out with their goals. And then um, then I got separated with my ex-husband. And, uh, and then, you know, life was a little bit more tight financially, so I couldn't afford a gym membership. So I would do fitness in my mom's basement in my room with DVDs. Mm -hmm. and, and I just kept going. And also, you know, when I would take my kids to the park uh, with other friends, then I would always make sure that I'm moving too. Um, and then uh, one day, uh, one of my friends sat down with me and I said, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. And so he says, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I just want to, I want to, I want to help people with their fitness goals. Just like I went through. I want to do that as a, as a profession. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, well, so why don't you just go get your certification and do it? Mm -hmm. And just, it just sounded so simple for him <laughs> to say and for me to hear. Mm -hmm. And then I said, wow, I guess that's, it's a great start. And then the day after I uh, ordered my books and I started reading and I did the uh, CanFit Pro personal training specialist course mm -hmm. and I became a personal trainer uh, within six months mm -hmm. and then June I was all certified and started my business in October mm -hmm. and then started with a lot of networking mm. did a lot of networking in-person networking I was everywhere at every event mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to be seen known and heard and just to help people along with their goals so then my first client that I had my very first client he had lost 40 pounds with mm. me I think a little bit more by uh, by the time 
um, he was transitioning to doing his own fitness on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, a little bit over 40 pounds. And then it just uh, just kind of went up from there. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's, that's amazing because uh, certainly when it comes to um, uh, fitness, it's, it's usually very difficult and very tough in that first year. And I find it incredible and amazing how you were able to be successful um, on your own without having a bigger entity behind you. How did you find your first year as a trainer on your own, being employed, doing this on your own, having to do all of the business sense? Because we're always trained as trainers to teach people how to move and how to get to their goals. But what we're not taught is the stuff outside of that. So how did you find that? How did you find that in the first year? Well, I found that business-wise, my business background helped me that way. Gotcha. uh, Where, you know, I just, I've always been self-taught for a lot of things that we've done with our previous business. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I learned how to build my own website with the help of uh, my tech friend, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, I learned, I already knew how to do my own accounting. Um, But doing it all on my own um i started with part-time where i still had a part-time job and did this Mm part-time so that helped me with the transition Mm -hmm. but doing it on my own um was i felt very successful and i was really happy with that Mm -hmm. and whenever i had questions though i was never afraid to ask you know you just have to ask if you don't know something or you need help with something, mm-hmm. then don't be afraid to just ask the right people the right questions because mm-hmm. you might feel a little bit alone at times um, and sometimes getting someone else's perspective or someone else's uh, views on something or advice might help you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So in, in, that, in that first couple of years as be, uh, of being a trainer, what have you worked on? What were some of the projects that you worked on? Because you worked on some pretty big stuff. Yeah, right? I did, so definitely. What were they? Can you tell us what, what they were and, and, and what your experience was like uh, uh, doing all those things? Well, one of my major projects that I've worked on is uh, I published a book. Mm-hmm. And the book publishing story is really funny because I went to this seminar and it was a publish a book seminar. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know that I was going to be publishing a book. I went there thinking that I wanted to start a magazine. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start a magazine that was more focused on real people in fitness and what real people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want it to be a fake magazine where you have a lot of Photoshopped photos. I just wanted real people and uh, real exercises and, and kind of like everyday people fitness inspiration kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went to this seminar and I said, okay, well, let's take a stab at this and see how many chapters I can put together and what I want to say. And I didn't really realize that I had that much to say until I started writing the book. Mm -hmm. And it took me a year and a half to write it from start to finish. And I would go, sometimes I would sit on my swing in front of my house Mm -hmm. and I would write my book. And then sometimes I would go for a walk downtown and just be inspired by just other people moving around or people on rollerblades on the parkway and things like that. And I would sit down on a park bench and I would write. And sometimes I'd write for 20 minutes. Sometimes I'd write for an hour. Mm -hmm. But I put together this 120-page book um, that I'm super proud of. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is about motivation. Um, Motivation, uh, you know, I have a chapter a little bit on nutrition. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I have some about, you know, overcoming objections, Mm -hmm. some about, about accountability. Mm -hmm. My biggest one that I find is the, the most important is your why Mm -hmm. and your self-worth. So, um, so after my book came out and was published, I've been doing a lot of promotion, Mm -hmm. um, to, uh, to get this book. Uh, moving, so mm-hmm. I went on CTV Morning Live, wow. which was a fantastic experience, mm-hmm. and uh, and Rogers Daytime also, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've also done other podcasts to uh, to promote my book, but uh, I also did uh, another thing. You said projects you were working on. Well, in 2018, I had a goal to do 8,000 burpees in 2018, mm. and then. Then I reached the 8,000 by September. Oh, wow. And then my friend said, oh, you should go for 10,000, you know? And I'm like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, all right, 10,000. So I decided to go to 10,000. Then I reached the 10,000 not too long after. And, uh, and some of my friends said, well, oh, well, you should just go to 12,000 now. And it was getting to be the end of the year, right? So I said, okay, I guess I'll go to 12,000. So... And, you know, if, if you know what a burpee is, lots mm-hmm. of people don't like them. Mm-hmm. And what I try to explain to people is not that they're easier for me or anybody else or harder for you or whatever. It's just being in love with the movement, mm-hmm. being in love with moving. That's I right. like moving. So like the, by the end of the year, one of my friends ended up challenging me to 15,000. Mm-hmm. And you know how sometimes people say something to you and the universe just knows that if this person says this to you at this exact moment that it might just push you to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, so my friend said, oh, I think 15,000 is in the cards for you. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting 15,000 done. And by the end of the year, I I had to pace myself 175 a day. So I would run into my daughter's room and while she was doing homework and I'd be in my underwear in a tank top and going, okay, count my burpees for me. And then I'd start, you know, boom, one, two, three, four, do them in sets of 25, do them in sets of 30, whatever I felt like doing. And uh, anyway, so the CTV Morning Live and the Rogers Daytime was funny because I uh, I did burpees on set. And oh, that, wow. that was really cool. No way. And crazy. I actually committed to doing 20,200 burpees in <laughs> 2020, or yeah, in 2020. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that that's amazing. So that that's fantastic. You definitely worked on a ton of stuff and 21,000 burpees in 2020. That's a huge, uh, huge uh, accomplishment when you do get there because it, you made it there, uh, made it halfway there so easy. Um, so what are some of the things that we're going to be looking forward to uh, with your business in, in the future? Um, so I am very much so looking forward to uh, doing a few public speaking gigs. Cool. Um, so I have one that is already in the works mm-hmm. on January 11. Mm-hmm. I will be speaking to um, the Special Olympics mm-hmm. high performance athletes. We have four teams from Ontario going to nationals for the 2020 Winter Games in Ontario. So I am very, very excited to give this talk about nutrition for optimal performance. Mm. And one of my friends recommended me to do this talk. And when I was approached, um, the talk could be anything health and fitness related. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, well, I can speak about motivation and I can speak about health and fitness. I said, but what would this team benefit from 
for me speaking to them? What would mm -hmm. they benefit from and leave and improve their game? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, nutrition for optimal performance, that would be fantastic for them to learn how to feed their bodies so that they can perform super well, move them to the next level mm -hmm. or be excited to move to the next level. Mm -hmm. So I'm really passionate about that stuff. So um, that is one of my upcoming uh, projects that I'm very excited about. I am working on trying to get on a few um, uh, a few podcasts. Like I'm trying to get on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. So hopefully Joe I can. Yeah, Rogan. I know. I know. <laughs> I absolutely Ooh. love Joe Rogan. Uh -huh. So hopefully, cross your fingers. Yes. I've sent. I think four times my application, <laughs> so I'm going to try again uh -huh. and see if I can get in. So yeah. that's one I really love to do. Uh -huh. And uh, and so my goal for uh, this year is to get five speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. um, I already have the one booked for January 11th. Mm -hmm. I have one that's tentative for uh, April mm -hmm. and uh, and but this will be mostly towards my executive coaching side where I'd be speaking to some HVAC contractors about building their business oh, and wow. you know moving to the next level in their business mm -hmm. yeah wow that is amazing so I'm super excited big... for this year yeah that's awesome ton of big projects coming up as a trainer that's amazing yeah so so coming down from a smaller level so I know you got some grand scale stuff that you're working on uh, but in terms of your clients what principles and guidelines do you do you approach when it comes to training your clients and their level of success what are some of the things that you do with them that you suggest with them uh, that you're currently doing right now with them that's allowing them to, to attain the level of success that you have with them right now? Um, so I talk a lot about mindset. That mm -hmm. is the biggest thing. Um, I try to change their mindset. And I'm going to give this credit to my personal trainer, um, Itzan, where when he would come in for my sessions, he would ask me, what was the highlight of your weekend? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it would just make me happy to answer this question. And so... Um, sometimes my clients come in and if they're in a you know a different mindset or a negative mindset or they're tired or they've had a stressful weekend or a stressful day at work then I like to ask them hey what was the highlight of your week so far you know and then and then their their frame of mind completely changes mm -hmm. and then it puts them in a better spot to do their routine instead mm -hmm. of doing their routine from a negative place you know mm -hmm. so mindset is a big thing um, and I also focus a lot on small all changes I, I ask my clients because I give them a lot of information a lot of tools and I ask my clients how can I best help you if it's something that they need to do um, a little bit of habit changes then I have a habit changes presentation to, to send to them mm -hmm. if they need if they're okay and good for you know calorie counting mm -hmm. and doing it uh, the nutrition way then I send them the package that is towards geared towards that mm -hmm. um, so I try to ask them what well, what is the best way to be able to help them and then understand how they need to be helped and then that's how I move forward with what package I kind of give them and and how I transition them into fitness mm -hmm. and also though what's super super important is to realize that sometimes your clients are not ready mm -hmm. at the level that you want them to be ready mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah. so if I have a client that has seen me for say 20 30 sessions and um, 
they're not reaching their goals. Um, nutrition on the weekend is always bad. Uh, there's no changes made in habits. There's no journaling going on, let's say, or um, none of the, say, advice that we would normally give them would happen, then that person is probably just not ready. And if they're not ready and all I am is a bridge for them for where they're not ready to when they will be ready and they've learned all of these things along the way, then that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not always about, hey, my client's successful, yes. my client lost weight, my client this, my client that. No, actually, if your client didn't lose weight and wasn't quote unquote successful in mm -hmm. say the uh, social media world where mm -hmm. you get to display everyone's success, well, maybe they were successful at things that people should just not know. That's right. So that that's a, awesome. yeah, that's a huge, huge thing. And I'm going through that right now with, uh, with someone. So, mm -hmm. um, just, you know, being able to kind of change their mindset and be a little bit happier. And then this way, when they are ready, they'll be like, I learned this with rocks. Yes. Now I'm ready to apply this, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, the tools, but also, you know, I do have a no excuses kind of mindset as well, where it's like, okay, well, there's no excuse to this. If you have, uh, if you see me two times a week and you have to say, do something physical two more times a week to reach your weight loss goal, then there's no excuses to those two other times here. Like I had two kids and I had no money for a gym membership and I did DVDs in, in my mom's basement. There's no excuses to that because mm -hmm. I have goals or I took my kids to the park and I would haul with me dumbbells and slam balls and I would do rounds of stuff and nobody wanted to have anything to do with me because I was that weird person in the corner going running to the post or the football post and back and doing some wall balls and doing some dumbbell rows with the bench and people probably like, who is this girl, mm -hmm. you know? But I had goals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, taking taking the kids in their stroller and rollerblading behind the stroller. I have goals. Mm -hmm. There's always something to do. Mm -hmm. So there's no excuses to, well, I didn't get it done. Well, what's what's the problem? You know, mm -hmm. did you break a leg? Mm -hmm. Did you, you know, break your arm? Mm -hmm. Were you in the hospital? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's 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 a no excuses kind of thing. Yeah, I, that, I, I think there's a lot to be said about um, uh, when someone is in that transition, as you just mentioned, where they haven't made a decision yet, but they're just kind of going through the notions and they're not ready to apply that, that knowledge that they've learned. Right. Um, and so, yeah, no, I totally agree with you on the concept of like, it doesn't necessarily mean that if a person hasn't attained a physical goal that they haven't attained success. That's right. Right. Because it, it, this whole game, and I always said it in another podcast is it's, more of a psychological spiritual emotional journey and then once you get to a place where you can apply that knowledge you're going to see instantaneous results because now you know that much more exactly which is which is a fantastic thing so are there any challenges uh, rocks in in 2020 because it's new years new years 2020 coming up do you have is there any challenges coming up in that year that you can foresee as a personal trainer that you'd like to share with us challenges in 2020 well um you mean for me where i want to go to yes, my next level that's right so just like 
being able to keep marketing gotcha. uh, my book and, and trying to book those five speaking engagements. Um, one of the things that I've had a hard time with is um, my Amazon account mm -hmm. got locked in March <laughs> and it's still locked and I can't sell my books through it. Mm. And so this is really upsetting me because, you know, all of, all of their... Um, their people keep saying, send an email to this email, send an mm -hmm. email to this email. We can't talk to you on the phone. Send an mm -hmm. email here. And I send emails and I'll even send 10 emails mm -hmm. a day to that same email <laughs> or even I'll log on and I'll send like a feedback thing, but nobody's getting a hold of me. Mm -hmm. And so it's really frustrating. So I'll try and uh, yeah. hoop through those. Uh, another thing that I was trying to do was get my books into Costco stores. Mm -hmm. I've run into a few challenges and setbacks with that mm -hmm. where you have to go through uh, a company that already provides to Costco to pitch your book to them, for them to pitch your book to Costco. So I, I really wanted my book in Costco's. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I like what Costco sells and I like their selective mm -hmm. kind of process. So I just thought, you know, if, if my book would be in there, people would be like, hey, this must be a good fitness book. It's in Costco, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> so everything that's in Costco is good. Yes. Um, so that's a challenge that, that I need to overcome. Mm -hmm. um, also, though, I have um, seminars mm -hmm. and family vacations coming up that I need to organize for to be replaced while I'm gone mm -hmm. um, because everybody knows that if you're most of the time, not always, but most of the time, if you're not there as a trainer for your clients, your clients coming in while you're gone on mm -hmm. vacation mm -hmm. is probably slim mm -hmm. to maybe mm -hmm. none sometimes. So I always have a replacement when I'm gone. Nice. And so I need to find a replacement for, you know, these next few months while I'm gone to conferences mm -hmm. and I'm gone on family vacations and I'm doing mm -hmm. my talk in April. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a little bit challenging, but, mm -hmm. uh, and also maintaining my own financial yeah. means as a trainer is mm -hmm. important as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, no, definitely in terms of overcoming those challenges in terms of advertising and all that stuff I can absolutely see where you're coming from it's, yeah. it's as a personal trainer myself I'm, I'm, I'm kind of facing that challenge uh, as well because we, we just want to come in the gym and train people get yeah. them where they want to go that's right <laughs> so absolutely understand so now it, do you have any advice for let's say someone that's at home right now because we have a lot of people at home that want to take the step want to be able to engage in physical activity but they're just afraid and they don't know where to start do you have any advice for that individual, um, especially if they have like a large goal that they want to attain and it seems to them that it's unreachable? Do you have any advice on how to motivate them and where they should start? Well, the first thing that I always think and tell people is you're never as far off as you think you are. Mm. Okay? You mm -hmm. never are. Mm -hmm. And another thing is just start small, but do things that you like. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the biggest thing. When I was on CTV Morning Live, I said... Um, find out what you like. Me, I love people. I love energy from crowds. I love boot camps. Mm -hmm. So the kickboxing boot camp that I went to was something that I absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. And then after, before I was a personal trainer, and when I had a, a gym membership at a gym, I had a personal trainer who showed me how to do certain things. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, so I can do this with confidence. So that was my next step. 
And then after that, I, uh, I ended up being a personal trainer, mm -hmm. but then still liking having a personal trainer. Um, but you know, starting small, you don't have to think of your goal as uh, I want to lose a hundred pounds. You can think of your goal as 10 times. I'd like to lose 10 pounds, mm -hmm. um, break them up into little chunks. Just like when I tell people to do an accountability mirror, mm -hmm. like David Goggins says in his book, have an accountability mirror, put sticky notes on your mirror that you see every day. Mm -hmm. And I say like, if you have a goal to lose a hundred pounds, then put 10 sticky notes, one on top of each other, lose 10 pounds, lose 10 pounds mm -hmm. for 10 of them. And then, uh, and then if you have a goal to drink more water, uh, say you drink, I don't know, a bottle of water a day and you want to drink five mm -hmm. okay well then start on your little mirror and put a little sticky note drink two bottles of water per day mm -hmm. and then your next then once you reach it take it off and the mm -hmm. next one underneath it is drink three bottles of water per day then when you've reached that take it off and your next accountability a sticky note drink four bottles of water a day mm -hmm. so like little goals to break them up into chunks mm -hmm. because people think I have a hundred pounds to lose I'll never lose it mm -hmm. well if I I have ten times that I want to lose ten pounds well that's a little bit more uh, reachable I guess in people's minds mm -hmm. so so yeah just you know starting small and just keep going mm -hmm. don't stop Keep people that stop. Yeah, yeah, people stop when they don't see results. But mm -hmm. then you might not realize that you're getting results. But then one day someone will tell you, hey, are you going to the gym? Mm -hmm. Are you working out? You seem to be more toned. Mm -hmm. Or do you lose weight? <laughs> uh, people are always scared to ask. So by the time they ask, dude, you've lost weight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That is so fantastic. Now, is there any closing notes that you would like to share with us? Anything that we haven't covered uh, in the podcast so far that you'd like to share with us future events uh, I know that you have like five of them you said that you're you're doing um, are you ever gonna write a new book oh definitely <laughs> I would like to write a new book and my next book well I think that what I'd like to call it is just life life just call it life yes and uh, and just talk about everything uh -huh. you know and I haven't started yet but it's on my mind mm -hmm. and you know Writing a book is is not easy uh, because when you when you write a book you can you can think of it's kind of like mindset with fitness mm -hmm. when you have a mindset to write a book you can think this information is going to help a lot of people mm -hmm. so keep this in your mind don't think are all of the other personal trainers going to bash the information that I wrote mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so when you write a book and now my book called life mm -hmm. you know I'm just I'm I'm just excited mm -hmm. to get started mm -hmm. so once I actually sit down and put this together mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's gonna be a fantastic book I can't wait <laughs> it's awesome. yeah Wow, super excited. So that's a podcast, you guys. Thank you so much, Rox, for joining us You're for today. You're welcome. It was completely awesome. And as always, if you guys have questions or concerns about your health and fitness, feel free to contact me at my Instagram, healthness for cnd or via Facebook, David Donnell.